Corner Boulevard again. I am your host, Purple Heart to Die. You know, giving it to you transparent, raw, uncut, however you want it. And today, I got my cousin with me, Mr. A. Totten. Signing. Yes, sir. And, you know, I think everybody should have a family member like this dude right here, man. Someone that you grew up with. Yes, that's your cousin, but grew up like y'all grew up like siblings. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is with with, with me and him. And I'm finally I finally got to sit down and talk with him about you know certain things. But let yeah, let's jump right into it. So we ain't never get to talk about the night that you got that that phone call. Whenever when did you get that phone call that I got shot? And how did you feel? So. <laughs> I'm going I'm to start from the beginning. So um, the night before, which would have been March 17th, Lex and I, um, you know, one of her friends actually had a was having a birthday party. Mm-hmm. So we went there, we was drinking, got drunk, came back home, like, out of it. Like, we was both done. Um, like to the point where like she was waking up in the middle of the night throwing up like it was, we was done right mm-hmm. and ever since we've been together um, she always make me put my phone on D&D like we both put our phones on D&D cause she's a light sleeper so even like the light of a notification oh wow come on it'll wake her up so um, we always put our phone on D&D we got home late so of course we woke up a little later than usual, so um, I would say I probably I think I woke up first. I, I typically wake up first, and of course I was getting calls and people texting and all type of stuff. But I didn't. I had no clue because I mean both our phones were on Do Not Disturb, so um, it had to be like eight thirty nine o'clock ish. Um, First thing I do, of course, when I wake up is grab my phone. So grab my phone. I'm seeing missed calls, text messages, all type of stuff. So I the first the first person I seen that called me was Amanda. Um, which was our cousin's wife at the time. So uh <laughs> Um, she usually don't call me though. Like we don't really talk like that. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I'm like, let me hit her back. Let's see what's up. Hit her back. She like, of course you you know she she definitely with the with the dramatics. She like, you know how it got shot last night. Um, you know she she ain't really had no details. She just like you got shot. So. First thing come to my mind, I'm like, okay, like, bruh, like, you don't know, of course, I know, you like, you ain't had nothing crazy going on, and I knew you was already down there in South Carolina for the, you know, for the little situation you had going on, so, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, like, you got shot, like, an arm or something, like, something slight, right, um, like, at most, like, stomach or something like that, but, like, I'm like, okay, bro, bro, cool, he good, so, 
I was talking to, I think, still on the phone call. This is, like, what all came to my mind, like, when while I was talking to her. So, she like, yeah, you got shot in the neck. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like, I'm, But I'm still like, okay, you know, bro, bro good. Like, that's, you know, probably got grazed or something. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like, they couldn't have been shooting that, bro. Like, ain't no way they were shooting that, bro. So... Not even, we don't even know your condition, you feel me, like, at this point. I don't, I don't think nobody really know your condition except probably, you know, your you know, people that was already at the hospital. So, I'm driving, so we, we get up, put our clothes on, like, we gone. Now this was, like, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? No, bro. I told you we woke up late. <laughs> so, this is, like, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. in the morning. Oh, right. Yeah, like, I, we didn't even know what was going on. I just woke <laughs> up to... Text messages and phone calls. So, um, actually, my mom had called me too. So I called Amanda first. She told me what was going on. Then I called my mama back, and she told me the same thing. So I'm like, okay, we gone. They was already on the way up there. Um, and I think your no, actually, I thought I think your dad was going to their crib to meet them, so they could all ride together. Um, but I think that had already happened. So we. Left. I mean, we was probably like the last of like the family family to to get there for real, just because I like how late we woke up and was looking at notifications. So, boom, we get on the road. Um, and I mean, we get there. I think it was like three and a half hours. And of course, the scene there is like everybody's everybody's quiet. Um, I think by the time I got there, some people had been able to go back and see you. And they were just saying, like, how you, know, you had all these tubes hooked up to you and just all type of stuff. So I'm like, so now it's really, like, it's really sinking in for real. I'm like, like, breast serious. Plus, they had you in ICU. So um, I'm really, like, Really understanding the situation right now, so. Um, Bro, you like a you like probably like the smartest hood nigga that I know. You ain't no hood nigga, but you, you got a lot of hood. Like you got a, your mentality is definitely hood from the music you listen to, all type of shit. And so, like to know to get that call, like you know, a family member got shot. This not a third, but like what, like what type of mind space you in? Because I talked to Darren, and Darren was like, yo. I was ready to go down there, air out, da 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 da, this and that third. But like, I'm not no. That's one thing about me. Like, I'm not no hothead. You feel me? Right. I'm a. I'm a think before I do anything. So, that's definitely was not the first thing that come to my mind. I definitely, I did want to know like, who did it, like what was going on. So I'm looking up articles too, um, and actually at the time, like literally. Hours after everything happened, they had broke picture online, like on the internet, clear as day. Like just had like that uh the video of you getting shot was like in HD. Yeah. They had a screen, like a picture of dude HD, like clear as day. <clears throat> so I mean, they knew they knew who it was. Um Yeah, like any yeah, that that never came to my mind, like want to do something because it's like it's over with it's done like 
it ain't really nothing I could do. Anything that I that I do from that point on would have made a bad situation worse. Right, right. So, and so I I also want to touch on touch on this, and this this is probably with the part where everything probably really go get good for real. Uh, me and you, we. Like gun violence, bro. Like gun violence, people don't know. Like that shit affect everybody. Not even just the person that got shot, but a whole bunch of people. Immediate family, first cousin, second, third, fourth, fifth cousin. People that you don't even know, right? right? So, and so, like me and you, bro. Like we grew up like brothers, bro. Like anybody, anybody could tell you, bro. Like we used to fight all the time. He used to beat my ass, literally, nigga. Almost killed me, drown, trying to drown me in the pool and shit. He denies this shit, but. I did not try to drown, bro. Dead ass. Let me tell him. Let me. I nah, gotta tell, hell no. I gotta tell this story because I gotta clear. I gotta clear my name, man. So I'm like any other little cousin. Like we, I mean, we, like you said, we grew up like brothers. So it's like two weeks apart, too, or is a week and a half. Yeah, we? I'm November seventh, bro. Is yeah. October twenty first. Yeah. So literally two weeks. But anyway, same hospital, all that. But yeah, so we at the we I think we was in Myrtle Beach, yeah. and we was at a little hotel pool or whatever, like you know, some slight. Bruh is swimming perfectly fine in whatever five six five five. No, feet. this was Not eight. This was eight feet. No, check it out though, bro. On swimming. my last breath, <laughs> look, bro is swimming perfectly fine in five feet. Now, mind you, we not even five feet yet because we. Little as hell, like we we short, so because we had to be in elementary school still, and me just playing, you know, I pushed bro into the pool. Eight feet. Okay, it was the, eight de- feet. the deepest jump. It was deep, but but bro was swimming normal. No, I wasn't swimming. Right? I was I was trying to save my my own life, nigga. You know I'm talking about before that. Yeah, in three feet. <laughs> Bro, you Perfectly was, fine at three no, feet. You was swimming with without using your like you wasn't walking on the pool floor like <laughs> you was swimming fine, and that's what I was trying to tell. I'm like, bro, if you could swim in three feet or whatever and not have your feet touch the ground, you could swim at eight feet. It's the same thing. I mean, shit, I guess. But nigga, I want no swimmer. But I was on my last breath, and luckily. So we had another cousin that jumped in and saved my ass, nigga. Yeah, I was, we the same size, and I definitely yeah, wasn't about to say, bro. I was about size. to be up out of there. About 10 more seconds, nigga, I've been done, nigga. For sure. Bro. Well, yeah, Anyways, back, back, I back. I had no intention of hurting, bro. Like, you saying, I be trying to, I tried to kill him. Bro, this nigga man. used to call me black. He used to, he used to punch me in the gut. Black. Yeah, I know, nigga. I'm sexy, too, though. Don't worry about it. I grew into my blackness. But, uh... This nigga, man, like I said, gun violence affected everybody, bro. And since we was like little kids, bro, it didn't matter what it was—video games, sports, anything, bro. Like it was, we had a competitive nature with each other, and that shit still was that like that up until we graduated high school, joined the military, all that. I played. I started playing. I think I started playing basketball first, and then he picked up basketball and took it to like a whole nother level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Football. I tried to play football. Got yeah. cracked. It was over with. And I mean, like, bro, like, you know, he hit about over a thousand. Did a like scored over a thousand points in high school. The school that he went to had a lot of offers going, going, coming out of high school. Uh, 
GPA, bro. Like that. That this like I said, this is just a smart ass nigga with a hood mentality, bro. I could never understand how this nigga be act the same, but he can get better grades than me. Never understood that. But this nigga, I think you graduated with a four point five. Yeah, something like, something like that. That shit is crazy. Went to West Point, man. Played basketball, bro. It was just like, like I said, up in like from when we was kids playing sports up until like. Up until I got shot, bro. It was competitive nation and everything that we did. He was about to graduate before I was. I was going to graduate after him. He left West Point. Now I'm about to graduate before him. He going to graduate after me. I went to airborne school. And we still, like, pursuing the, doing the military thing. Like, at this point, like, sports wasn't even, like, a factor in our life no more. But we both still kept that competitive nature. This nigga was running... 13, 12, like 12 minute, two miles. And I'm sitting here running 14, pushing 15, two miles. I'm just like, dude, bro. Like, I like, he had me in that when it came like physical fitness. Like, he was, he was that. But, you know, like I said, like, that's why I say everybody needs a cousin like this or some type of family member where you can compete. In, sure. in in everything, bro. Cause that shit ain't go do nothing but make you make you a better person at the end of the day. And mind you, for me and him, with our like close like cousins, first cousins, everything, we're the we probably was the first ones to go. Well, outside of his mom, first ones to go to college for real. Yeah, like out of the kids, like yeah. out of our parents' kids, yeah. Go to college, go to do the military thing, uh, and it's just like, you know. For all of that to just turn around and happen, it's just like, bro, that shit kind of was a loss of motivation, I feel like, not even for, maybe for him, but for, like, a whole bunch of our other little cousins, bro. A little cousin used to look up to us, like, yo, like, when someone's, when y'all coming back over, would it do this, that, and the third? Like, we was that, we set the tone, bro. It's like, you know, you talk about, like, the generational curses when you break that, or break that cycle, or whatever, so, like, we definitely was that. And, like, for all this to happen, it's just like, fuck, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we motivated each other. So, like, it's like now, like, I don't know. I got to find another motivation to keep me going every day. He got to find another motivation to keep him going. You know what I mean? So. I mean, the crazy thing is, though, even with, and mind you, we was both in ROTC. Like, when I left West Point, we still both in ROTC. So, we literally own on the path to do the same thing in life right. like the same profession so but actually it did the opposite for me though like your situation motivated me so much more cause I'm like I'm doing this cause bro can't do it no more and, and I right. know if 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 he could if he was still in a position to do everything that he wanted to do he definitely would so that put me in a mindset where to where I want to do everything that I got the opportunity to do because I know if the shoe was on the other foot, you would do the same thing. For sure. So it actually gave me probably more motivation. And courage to jump out of a plane too because you didn't want to go to airborne school at first. Definitely didn't. But I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, did I gotta, I gotta get up in there. Facts. But it's like, I still feel like I'm competing. But now I'm competing 
of course, with my own expectations of what I want to do in life, but also right. with, I mean, we talk all the time, so you, I mean, you still motivate me even through your expectations of, of me as well. Like Right, right. So, yeah. definitely, definitely expectations is high, bro, for real, for real. Yeah. Like I said, bro, you the you the smart one, nigga. I was dumb, nigga. I graduated. Well, I ain't gonna say I was dumb. I just didn't apply myself. You had you had that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, your mom, your mom had that had that thing. I told, bro, I told your mom the other day. I said every time I came to your crib, bro, I felt like I was Will Smith and you was Carlton, bro. Like <laughs> this nigga got good grades. I was the almost like the outcast. Like I want I want no dumb nigga, but it was just like we we want the same. We were the same, but to other people, we weren't the same. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, that shit would just be funny when I look back and think about that, though. But, uh, you funny as hell. For real, bro. For real, nigga. I, what I, I graduated with what a 2.5, nigga. Accumulated. 2.4, uncumulated. That's without the, the extracurriculars, arts, and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, the crazy thing is, though, you still and you still had colleges that wanted you, like for the football side of things. Yeah, but I think what 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 messed me up for for real for real though, like, was I, I waited too long to take the SAT. Like I won't, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I won't really like aware. Like okay, nigga, like no preparation, no preparation. Took waited till my senior year to take it, and then not realizing how big of a gap between each dates. It was so by the time signing day and all that stuff came, I was like, it was over with. It was like, man, shit. At this point, nigga, football is not in my option. And if I do do it, I can either go to a JUCO or a D three. But I'm not gonna do that. And you know what I'm saying? And fuck around and come out of it with debt. So let me do something that's gonna set me up and for the future. And that's what I end up doing. Now the other crazy thing was my like. Sophomore or junior year, I went to visit this school in New York. We actually both went. Oh, the um, Merchant Marine. Marine, yeah. yeah. And it was a D3 school. They wanted me for basketball, but bro was there. And they was trying to put bro on with the football side of things. But this was a military school. Mind you, this nigga was running. This nigga is good at running long distance. I don't know why this nigga. I don't know. Maybe because he don't weigh that much shit. We had, they made us take a, a physical test. Bruh, this nigga smoked me in the mile, dog. Like, at that point, I knew. I said, all right, nigga, this shit ain't it. Football is not in my option. And so, this was, no, this was actually junior year. The summer going into. Yeah, that's what it was. It was summer going into senior year. I was like, fuck it. I, I, done, I done fucked around and joined ROTC and uh, in Air Force ROTC in, at, in my high school. I'm just like, all right. Uh, college, did. yeah, college might not be for me, bro. I might just want to try to get acclimated to this uh this military lifestyle for real. Yeah, I don't know how I went from visiting D three school to going to a D one school. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely, yeah. nigga. And you boxed, you box, nigga. Oh yeah, you box, nigga. Like, yeah, definitely did. I could, I could, I could say that you box for the U.S. USA, Nick. Technically, that's what it was. You was, box, you was boxing for the United States. <laughs> it was, it was, it was hurting niggas too. 
For the little time that you was there. I mean that you did it. Yeah, it was fine for sure. But yeah, we got try to call your pops, man. We gotta get your pops on this on this call, man. See see what he got to say about all this, cause let him tell it. He got a whole bunch of stories about about <laughs> me and you for real. But yeah, for those who was tuning in, you're tuning in to Boulevard Mentality, man. Back on the Boulevard, Purple Heart to Dine. And my host, I mean, my guest, A Titan. You know what I'm saying? Right now, we're about to call this pop, man. This dude is a pure comedian. I hope he answers. I really do. Just talk to dude, too. That's crazy. Oh, he and us. Uh, oh, man, his, his dad is a pure comedian, man. And he got a story. He got a story to tell, too. He actually, you know, uh, he lost, what year? He lost his arm when he was, what, 18? Yeah, I know it was, he had went, he did his first year of college. Walked on to the basketball team at ECU, so he was on there. Came home for the summer. And had a and got a little job, um, doing like, I guess he was doing like tech. He was like a textile worker, I guess. He was like trimming loose ends off of towels that that were made. So, yeah, lost lost his arm at what eighteen years old, and you know, was he was he? I want to say he was an All American in basketball. That's what I want to say, but I'm not sure. Somebody in high school, yeah, he was some. He still got record. He still got records at his set of his high school. Definitely, definitely Football, nice. Track and basketball, bro got records, or at least he had. I don't know if they broke him yet, but I know he still got records in basketball for sure. Oh man! And then, so he told me. So he told me once when I got paralyzed, he was like, "Bro, he glad, even though you know his situation." Be him losing his arm or whatever, like affected him playing basketball. He was like, he glad it happened to him at a at an early age because if it would have happened to him when he was older, he probably would have been bitter. Like him losing his arm at eighteen, he was still young, had spunk, you know what I'm saying, had swag. So it kind of helped him like adapt to his situation. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you like forty or something, thirty old. Like older And it, something like that Happened to you You might feel like Life is like Technically over You ain't really got time To adjust Cause like I did all of this Just for this to happen His life really just Was just getting started So he had time To adjust And he One thing he said That stuck to me He was like Everybody is disabled You know what I'm saying Like me and you Like me and him Our dis- disability is, is visible You know what I'm saying Like I'm in the wheelchair On the track Ventilator he he got a cat like he got a a hook on his arm, you know what I'm saying? Because he lost his arm. But then you got some people, you got some people who are disabled like us who don't stop their life, who keep life going, and you know what I'm saying don't want for nothing or whatever like that. But then you got people who are able who can't even do the same thing that people who are disabled do because they're afraid. They're afraid, or you know something is holding them back. With within them, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't visible, but it's it's, it's, it's definitely there, some way somehow. 
Could be like childhood trauma. Yeah, anything. Something that you can't see, something that you can't feel or touch, but it's dead. That's something that's holding you back. Back for real. Man, I wish we can get I wish we can get him on the phone though. Yeah. I mean, like I said, everybody, I think everybody needs a family member. Whether it's your brother, it could be your brother, your sister, you know what I'm saying? Somebody in your family, y'all y'all got to be, have that toe-to-toe competition with each other, bro. Like, that ain't going to do nothing but make you better. At the end of the day, push you, you know what I'm saying? Because their expectations of you is definitely different from what your expectations of yourself is. You know what I mean? And... Their expectations of what what they want you to be may make your expectations greater than what it was before. You know what I'm saying? And like going off the fact that you were saying how we grew up like brothers, like I'm an only child. I don't have. I mean, at now I have you know step brothers and sisters, but right. at the time growing up, it was just me and my mama. Yeah, and I would go see my dad from time to time wherever he was at, but. Um, man, it's a it's honestly just a blessing that our parents kept us together. Like they wouldn't, and that we lived so close to each other. Cause I mean, you was on you was on Pool Road, right? I was on Six Fort. So I mean, it really wasn't that that far away. Yeah, every weekend I think I feel like we was doing something, bro. I think we were so close, bro. My mom, I think it was my either my birthday week. I think it was my birthday weekend or something that happened. They had bought tickets for WWE at the, I think I at the time it was the RBC Center. Now it was the PNC Arena, but they had bought tickets for that. And I and I gave I, I told my I told my people that I didn't want to go because I wanted to stay at your crib. How dumb of me was that for me not to want to go to a, a, w, a WWE match? You know what I'm saying? Like, very crazy. And it won't never a dull moment. Like, I don't know if y'all go on Facebook and y'all see that little video uh us dancing. Uh, I think it was like Lil Bow Wow or something, but. Right. Yeah, that's that was 24-7 with us. Like. And then mom's got, your mom got all the archives. Like, yeah, for sure. the whole, like, you know what I'm saying? Everything. Man. Definitely good times, man. But like I said, gun violence, man, it don't just don't just stop at the person that's affected, bro. That joint affects a whole bunch of people and what we was doing and what I felt we was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like man, that shit was that shit was different. And hopefully those who are coming up, like our our family members, younger siblings, uh younger, you know. The younger generation in our family can still see what we was doing or what we are doing or whatever and still, you know, keep that motivation to do something and not, you know, stray away and do some 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 bullshit or whatever like that. But hopefully. I mean, I think you still a you still a motivation to them, honestly. Um, just you pushing through this situation. Um and I think it says a lot. And even like for your brother, seeing you in a situation, but also still doing the things that you want to do and that you are able to do, and still being productive, I think that's, I think it speaks volumes, honestly. And I don't know, I feel like 
with you still doing things in your situation is really anybody that that's you know seeing this and experiencing this they they don't have any excuse to not be able to do whatever they want to do whether it's school whether it's you know entrepreneurship whether it's right right man so it's different it's different from like i'm closer with like y'all like the cousins on my dad's side of the family more than my mom's side of the family and for everybody on my mom's side of the family it was it's like it is is different so my my grandfather my mom's mom he was in the military too his his uh nephew also was in the military which is my mom uh one of my mom's first cousins or whatever every time we go to a um a family event on my mama's side, he always be like, cuz, what you doing in the military, man? I see you doing this, that, and third. And so for my other cousin to see that, I always, I never, bro, like, they weren't doing what I was doing, but they was doing, they was doing something. Like, now, I got two cousins on my mama's side that cut hair. Nice as hell. You know, Duke cut hair. BJ cut hair. You know what I'm saying? They, they done did that. They found their crowd. They found their niche. But, you know, we would go to, we would go to these family events and then it's like, He'll say, they'll say something like that, and I'm just like, all right, I'm trying to brush it off because I ain't, like, I'm, I'm I'm humble about it, but it ain't like I'm trying to throw it in your face because at the end of the day, they could do the same thing, too, if they wanted to. They just ain't found the courage, ain't ready, or whatever like that, like DeAndre or whatever. Like, that's one of my, one of the one of the main cousins I used to hang out with all the time, check up on him on my mama's side, like, ask him, like, uh, you know, how you doing if you need anything, this and that third. Then when got shot, nigga, everything changed. He didn't want to answer the phone. He I felt like he got depressed or something. Uh he stopped playing the guitar like he was. Nigga was nice like guitar, self talk, all that. Lost motivation for all that. And I'm just like, damn, did I really have that big of an impact on, on bro like that for real? Cause it was just like you do you do all that you do physically, but but vocally, I can say everything. Tell you this and that. Third, how to how to move, how to do this and that. But are you really are you really understanding me? Like I, but before it's like I can vocally tell you, but I can physically show you too. But without that physical, some people be like, all right, this nigga just talking to this dude, just you know what I'm saying, just doing saying X, Y, and Z. Some people need that that presentation, that physical presentation for them to show you, and that's what I feel like we was. Man, you was given, but you know, like I said, now I don't know. It's a, it's a couple. It's a, it's a couple people I can name that I feel like fell. I ain't gonna say fell off, but lost lost motivation after all that happened. Like one of my cousins, I don't talk to him a lot, but he came. I'm on here from on my mama's side. He came and uh. He hit me up on Facebook. He was like, yeah, I'm going to stop by the crib and see you. I was like, all right, cool. He came by the house. Came by the house, bro. And only stayed 30 seconds. My cousin on my mama's side hit me up and said he was going to come over to the crib. When he came to the crib, only stayed 30 seconds. He walked in, seen me, started crying, punched the wall. 
or either punched the wall or punched the door and walked out and I ain't seen that nigga since. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm looking at this nigga like for one, I'm just like, damn, like this shit have an effect, but in my in, in reality, nigga, like I'm like this nigga just punched punch about to punch a hole in my wall, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like That's crazy. But you know, it's one of those things too where it's like why good things gotta happen to to why bad things gotta happen to good people? Because yeah. he was like, bro, like if anybody should have been, it should have been me type shit. And when you don't wish nothing like that on nobody, but at the same time, it's just like, am I? And then when he said that, sometimes when people say shit like that, I be like, damn, that shit is true. Like, yeah. I won't move in no no foul way, no type of foul way, but that shit happened. It's just like other niggas, you know what I'm saying? Be into a whole bunch of grimy shit, do 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 they dirt, and none of that shit happened to them. Or let alone motherfucker get like get shot ten times and still come out walking and shit. I'm just like I got shot one time in the back of my neck and nigga the whole my whole life changed, bro. Like I'm just like everybody body is different, but I guess everybody's story ain't the same either. That's facts. And I think I don't know. I can't name too many people that I know that would be doing the things that you're doing right now in your situation. Um, if you know, something like that were to happen to them, God forbid. Right. So, I mean, I mean, it, it is, it's cliche to say, but God, I feel like God really does give his, his, his toughest battles to his, his toughest soldiers. Right. I mean, shit, I'm still, I'm still trying to, trying to get my, get my mind right around this shit. Like, I think lately though, it been really been sinking in for real. But I think it really sunk in, bro, after you got married. After you got married, bro, sunk in. Because I think we used to talk, I want to say we used to talk about that. Being best man, sure. doing married, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, everything was always a competition with us. Everything was like, yo, you go you go be this, you go be that. If we do this, we go do it together, whatever, like that. And then, like, when you got married, and it was just like, all right. And then COVID, I think, then COVID hit around that time. So it was like, all right. Nah, I really ain't going to probably be able to go to the wedding for real. I was the best man of his wedding, but yeah. I wasn't. There, yeah, we had physically. Bro, we had bro set up on uh, on a face, Zoom, on the Zoom, time. yeah, something like that. On a laptop, looking at bro ass the whole time, like <laughs> I can't see nobody. Oh, everybody, everybody in the church could see me smiling, grinning, and I'm looking at bro butt the whole time at, at the wedding, bro. Like, and I'm just like, man, like those are moments that you really can't, you can't, uh, you know, repeat. For real, it's like one of those things you just gotta take it as it comes. And that joint, I think, like I said, it really set in with me after that happened. It was just like, man, I got to find a way, bro. Like, it's because, like I tell people all the time, like, being paralyzed is is different because it's like a new experience. But it's just the level of my experience. Like, when you have to depend on everybody, you have to depend on the machine to breathe for you. This and that, you just can't move how you want to. Like, if I was paralyzed from the waist down, I'd be like, all right. You know, of course, I want to walk again, but if I'm like this, I'll be I'm I'm I'm, con- I'm content because I can still work. I can still drive. I can still cook. I can live on my own. Don't have to worry about. And the crazy thing nope. is, like, and both we and we grew up the type of the type of niggas that we don't ask nobody for nothing. Right. Like, if we want something, we going to go get it on our own, like. And so, I can I can sympathize with you because I I know 
I can kind of understand how you feel. Or, like, how that can be, like, the worst part of the situation is just right. having to depend on everybody for everything. Like, literally right. everything. Right. And, and and the love life, too, bro. Like, your woman, like, your shit. Your woman can want, yo, I get, man, I, I see on YouTube all the time all these interable couples, they, they be together and, and make it seem like they happy and shit. But in reality, bro, like, motherfuckers be fed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying Niggas get over That shit can get overwhelming Especially like When you solely Have to depend on everybody For everything Like I said It would, it would be different If I could Do for myself And then you was just There to help So you know Whatever Yeah but nigga Everything Feeding Washing your ass You know what I'm saying Like Stimulation Taking the shit You know what I mean Like getting up in the bed All, bro, all type of shit bro And it's just like Man like I want to be. I want to get married. I want to do this and that and third. But bro, like, I don't even, honestly, bro. I don't even know, bro. Cause shit is good at the beginning, like always, bro. Like everything is always good at the beginning. But you know, with this situation, it's different because outside of the uh, the regular shit that you would go through in a relationship, you got to deal with this shit. And I'm just like, okay, you say you you say you can you'll be able to rock with me. You say you this and that and third, but. Are you? Well, I'm. I'm talking for a lifetime, nigga. We gonna be together, nigga. You gotta be with me till I die, nigga. You can do whatever you want after I die, after I die, but nigga. Until I die, nigga, it's gotta be us. I'm gonna tell you straight up, though. A woman that that's really for you and that love you for real, not gonna care about none of that. Right, man. Shit. Where she at? Where she at, though? Where she at, though? She out there, gang. Where she at? And you know, I you know, I got a, few, a couple, you know, female friends that, you know, done presented to me like you're like, dude, like you ain't you know what I'm saying? We was you know, you make <laughs> make it move on me or whatever. You know, I treat you the same as if I if you was before all this happened, but I'm just like that shit is scary. Cause what happens if we get our own place? I done moved. I done moved out. I'm gonna move out the crib. We done moved together. Now she fed up. Where that lead me? Where that lead me to go? Hey, I ain't go to no fucking old folks home. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, you always gonna be able to come back to the to the crib. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Love is a gamble. Sometimes you gotta just take that. Nigga, I ain't got, to, I ain't got, to, I, ain't, I ain't good at gambling, bro. Hey, you know, you know, hey, you, know you know that, you know that thing where niggas had that little, a little shot cup and the red ball in that junk in Greensboro, bro. Right after I got out of basic, right after I got out of basic training, and they scammed the hell out you too. A girl come up to the car, man. Man, this nigga, he he done stole my money, man. Help me get my money back. Mind you, she a part of the whole thing, but I ain't realizing. But as I'm watching, I feel like she was a part of it. But I had the money at the time, so I wasn't tripping. My girl at the time was about to buy, buy me shoes and shit. So I'm like, shit, we come up, nigga. We can buy three, four, five pair of shoes and shit. Nigga, I go to the ATM, pull out six hundred. Lost it, nigga. Lost it. Sick, nigga. And... And it was on, we was in Greensboro, bro, like, in the trenches of Greensboro, and it was just like, Shawty didn't want to get that money up, and nigga was like, bro, you should, you really go play me, play me for my money like that, nigga, like, like 
I'm like, nigga, if this nigga, you need to give this nigga this money because he look like he ready to pull something out. And the whole time, like, you think you think that they won't together, but it's like four or five people in the, in the whole, in this game together, bro. Like, different people. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I'm not good at gambling. I don't want to do that. I would love anyway. I'm saying. I ain't gonna do. I ain't gonna do it with money. I ain't gonna do it with love either. <laughs> uh, at some point, just gotta just have faith that that person gonna stick by you. Feel? I guess so. But yeah, man, you heard it first here exclusively on Boulevard Mentality. Purple Heart to Die, and my my guest, a tight. One thing I'm gonna leave with. Before we before we uh before we close out one through ten, how you feeling mentally? I'm at like a I'm at like a eight right now. And the reason I say the reason being is because I'm definitely in a good place right now, but um you know, for really only the family really knows, but right now I'm waiting on a I commissioned as an officer in the Army in May of last year. So, my job, as a, and, I, and I commissioned as a cyber operations officer. So, with that job, I require top secret security clearance. I've been, it's been a little bit over a year right now since I've been waiting on the clearance. And, I don't know, I mean, it's getting kind of, I will say it has been a little discouraging lately, but um, I definitely still keep my trust in God right now, and I know that His timing is 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 perfect, and you know the timing that I got in my head for for the things that I want to do is not always you know what's best, um, and so I'm I'm just waiting on that, but um, you know. It has its ups and downs, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, man. So, what about you? I mean, shit, I'm probably like, probably like at eight, you know, eight and a half, eight. I'm decent now. You pulled up to the crib today. I didn't even think that you was gonna come. I know you'd be off on Wednesdays, but I forget, like I totally forgot that. You know what I'm saying? I don't wanna be thinking. You know what I'm saying? So when you pulled up, you know, it's already good. And you stay, and you stay longer than what you normally do. One reason because you gotta pick your wife up from the airport, but you know, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, definitely, it was it was good having you on this podcast. Hopefully, I can have you up here plenty more times, especially before you leave to go, oh, you know, sure. on your military adventures and as an officer. Oh yeah, we got a, we, got a, we still got a lot of stuff to talk about. I feel like a whole lot. I can get into a lot, honestly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we can say that. So, you know, without further ado, turn me up with some of my music, man. Uh, I feel like a champion. New piece, but down, it feel like a trophy. I feel like a champion.